When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But let's move on to take flight because as fun as it is to discuss Celtics blowouts, Milwaukee is doing crazy, crazy stuff. (laughs) I almost swore because what is going on in Milwaukee? Like they are (laughs) lucky. They are so lucky that they are such a small market. And I understand like they have this giant star in Giannis. Now Dame Lillard is there. Another giant star. But let's just break it down. In less than a year, the Bucks have gone from Mike Budenholzer to Adrian Griffin to now Doc Rivers. Reportedly, they're going to pay Doc Rivers $40 million in his contract while still paying some form of contracts with these two other coaches. The stuff that has been going on behind the scenes and in front of cameras there, obviously, when Adrian Griffin gets fired, he has a 30-13 record. Terry Stotts like walks out of the building because, uh, according to the athletic, uh, Adrian Griffin's yelling at him in front of the entire team. Two weeks ago, you have Giannis sitting up in front of the press saying that they need to be coached better after a loss to the Rockets. Like, on the one hand, when you look at everything that's been the, the dis- dysfunction with a team with championship aspirations, you're like, Oh, this isn't that surprising. But when you look at three coaches in a year, you go, how can you call this functional? You know, how can yeah. you say that, that that this is a team that has their shit together? Yeah. Yeah. This is um it reminded me of you remember in Monsters Inc. uh when uh when when Boo first shows up in the restaurants and all the monsters are freaking out and there's like the, they have like a doctor or whatever on TV. And he's like, it is in my professional opinion that now is the time to panic. That is like, I, I don't see this as anything but a panic move from, from Milwaukee. You know what I mean? Like, they again, they, they had the second seed. They have the second seed in the East. And they're only trailing, I think, right now by three and a half games against Boston. You have Giannis and Dame Lillard. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm sure we're going to see more reporting in the coming days, weeks of, strife within the organization under adrian griffin but this is i mean i i was trying to think of times when this has worked and i can only think of two where you switch you've switched the coach during the season and that team has won a championship pat riley with the lakers in that first season and then ty Lu with the Cavs in 2016 which came around the same time in january um but that's it. I mean, it, it, do y'all feel this was like, oh, we this was strategic or this was like we hit the red button. Something isn't working. Well, Ty Lue with the Cavs is a really interesting comparison because, again, huge star power going up against the coach. That's for there's two things. One, we, there's the report that, you know, that Adrian Griffin came in with this new defensive scheme that he wanted to put in and the team got like five games into the season and the veterans held an intervention being like, this does not work. (laughs) And it's like, 
if you're losing, if you're losing faith in your coach and you're not willing to experiment with something new five games into the season, you might as well just hang it up there. Like it, and to have Giannis then be seemingly so opposed to the head coach, like on the one hand, I think it's the right move because they, if they're going to go anywhere, it, it wasn't going to happen with that dynamic. I just don't think you could overcome that dynamic. But at the same time, it's like, it makes you, I, I thought it was a mistake to let Budenholzer go in the first place. I'm just a really big fan of his. Yeah. And then unfortunately it seems like they picked somebody who was the wrong, clearly the wrong fit for the team. And now that they're trying to correct that by bringing in doc rivers, who I, I love doc rivers. Um, I know that he's kind of polarizing at this point in Boston and that his, He's got his uh, records of, you know, being cratered from his, you know, three to one leads in seven game series time and time again. Mm -hmm. it, it is so desperate. It is so it, it yell. It screams to me like second round exit. It really does. Yeah. I mean, Tarp, do you do you think I mean. As bad as it seems, this is a team that still has Giannis. Like I said, Giannis, Dame Lillard, Chris Middleton. They they should be good. I mean, do do you think that this makes them better? Well, the funny thing is, is they are good. Like they're they're in second place of the East. Like you're thirty and thirteen. Like it's a lose lose for Doc Rivers, I think, because like what exactly would constitute as him doing his job? Like it doesn't look like they're going to pass the Celtics. They're thirty and thirteen, second in the East. Like if winning the finals is your only like way of doing your job it just doesn't make sense to bring him in then because the guy has already had like megan alluded to the postseason struggles it just feels like a lose-lose for him and i'm not sure how much better it really makes them like taking over this team that clearly has some dysfunction if you're turning against your coach after five games and you you know you're already kind of dancing on his grave the next day after during player introductions like there's clearly some dysfunction there and then taking that over in the middle of a season is just no easy task for Doc Rivers so I'm not sure how much better this makes them. Yeah, I've, I've always you know I've, I've come not always I've come to realize I think the hardest thing in professional coaching is getting these athletes who are the best in the world to buy into what you're saying to be like hey Giannis listen to me I know what I'm talking about and. I'm sure you know Doc Rivers. Listen, as 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 you mentioned, Megan, as polarizing as he as he may be, he's one of only 36 people who have coached a championship NBA team. You know, there's a reason that that happened. He definitely knows what he's doing. He definitely knows what he's talking about. I think the hardest thing is, can you now go through all of the ups and downs that you go through when you're bringing in a new coach? In just a few months, he he only has really like what two months until playoffs start, give or take. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, look, and, again, you and you have guys with the experience in Giannis and Middleton and Dame. Not to step on you, Esteban. Like you, you should have some built-in infrastructure. It's just you're walking into a super dysfunctional situation, and you're supposed to be the savior to this team because seemingly they're all super opposed to the head coach that was there. Yeah, yeah, and so I, I just wonder, like, will you get be able to to iron out all of the wrinkles in a relationship player, a, a coach player relationship that you need to be a, a champion? And again, as far as I know, I can think of two examples, and those were with 
two of the best players of all time. Not, and Giannis is, uh, you know, around that conversation. But can it be replicated again? Because that's basically what you're banking on, is that this team can do what the Showtime Lakers did and the 2016 Cavs did with LeBron James. That's that's a tall that's a tall thing to ask. Absolutely. All right, let's move on. Unless you, Justin, you have anything else you want to add in there? Um, our next take, or Justin, you want to weigh in on Doc yeah, one more thing? Real quick, this dawned on me yesterday when I was looking at the All Star thing. Uh, because Joe Missoula and his staff coached the All Star game last year, as long as the Bucks are in second place in 12 games from now at the all-star break, then doc rivers is going to coach the all-star game, which is just bananas. Like, does, does doc even want to do that? I mean, <laughs> I'm totally serious. I feel, I feel like, like there should be a game minimum. Like this should be Nick nurse, right? He he should be coaching. It should. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's it just, it's second place team. So it's so funny to me because doc is like, you know, he was, he was out of coaching for how long? I don't know. Was it even like, Seven uh, months. Yeah, yeah. End end of the the Sixers run to now, but yeah. Uh, is just, it is it just the last thing? It, it, are you more who? What are you? Are you surprised that he got a job before Bill Belichick? As of this recording, <laughs> uh, no, no. I think I, Doc for he's he's so well liked in the league, yeah. and he has a reputation of being able to connect with stars. You know, so it's it doesn't surprise me the whole the Bill Belichick conversation is dominating the rest of my life. So I like, <laughs> I almost like don't even want to get into it. We'll move on. We, we have a great football podcast, six rings. If you want to talk Bill Belichick, I spend most of the waking hours of my life right now thinking and talking about Bill Belichick, which is something that I thought we were supposed to get over once he left the Patriots. Um, our next point, our next take, I should say, getting back to take flight, uh, Esteban, you threw this out there. I, I like it. I'm not yeah. sure it's like such a huge debate. There's maybe one other name in here who would take the crown here. But Kristaps Porzingis, is he the best foreign player the Celtics have ever had? Uh, of course, he had a fantastic night last night. 19 points in 21 minutes uh, before he turned that ankle. You put in these other contenders, Al Horford, Kelly Olenek, Daniel Tice. Dennis Schroeder, who I'm just completely like, I don't think yeah. those last two names are serious. I feel like it probably has to come down to, uh, to, to Kristaps and Al Horford there. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it because, uh, you know, watching them play against the Mavericks, uh, on was it Monday night? Um, and you know, that that's a team, that's a franchise whose whose best player is is not American in Dirk Nowitzki and probably the guy who the only guy who may be able to take that spot. We're watching now with Luca uh, from Slovenia. So a team that has invested heavily in foreign players. And then I was thinking about the history of the Celtics. When you think of all the big Celtics names, most are American, uh, you know, going back thinking even through throughout the history of the franchise, Bob Cousy, Russell, Havlicek, Bird. Mikhail, et cetera, even going now into the, the 2000s teams of Garnett, Pierce, Rondo, Ray Allen, uh, obviously now to the, to the modern times, Smart, Irving, Tatum, Brown. Very few foreign folks that I can think of that the Celtics have brought on. So it, it's a short list, but I think, yeah, it, it has to be Kristaps. And I know we've only he's only been here for this season, but it is interesting. I mean, what what... 
is there any reason that y'all think that the, that that's that's happened with the Celtics or it's that's that's just sort of how they've uh I don't think it's necessarily a strategy but it's just throughout their their history for a number of reasons I think it's it's been mostly Americans do you think there's any reason for that It's so weird I I've, I've actually never thought of it before that way and I guess um I was thinking about when Christoph Porzingis first got introduced with the Celtics. I was like, oh, yeah, that's like, you know, it's a different kind of interview because of the English as a second language. And the only other time I could really think of that being, um, you know, a big thing was with Daniel Tice because he has the thick, you know, accent having English as a second language. And it but it's true. It's like it's it's interesting when you look at where the league is right now with international players having such a huge stage in the NBA and whether it's Giannis and B Luca, um, you know, Jokic, obviously it, it's, it's great for the league because these are incredible players, but for whatever reason, like, I don't, I can't really think of a through line that comes to mind as to why it's been less so in in Boston, even yeah. from a draft perspective, it's, I would have to say so far, it seems to be Porzingis, but Al definitely puts himself at like a nice number two. Yeah. I mean, just, can you think of anybody else who is in that conversation? No, I couldn't. And it's actually funny. You thought about that. I, was, I started thinking, I was like, I can't think of any, maybe Luigi Tome, but he wouldn't crack that list. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's interesting, but like you see the national players growing in the league as a whole now you're starting to see them really kind of yeah. take over like megan just said with Embiid, Giannis, uh luka Jokic. so it is a good thing but i mean it's so strange that there's really such a short list with the celtics yeah and i, I don't know if there's uh, a way to track this but in terms of I, this this is one of their most international rosters that i can remember i mean porzingis horford obviously but uh coming off the bench or say uh delano banson we talked about uh the music cadence a lot um even uh guys like Svi mikhailuk uh from who is is ukrainian yeah a lot of a lot of international uh representation on uh on this celtics roster i, I wanted to ask y'all uh because this this did get me thinking i did look it up what country besides the united states has produced the most nba players do y'all know is this you have the answer in front I of you? I have the answer. I do have the answer. Oh man. Let me think. Like for some this is not the answer. I just feel like over the last 5 years Australia and Canada have been having a moment. Um Canada but I'm Canada's Canada is one. I know Canada's a big one. We went through yeah. a little bit of a French revolution. Yeah. Um You're putting me on the spot. No, no, it's okay. You you did say Canada is number one. Uh, Canada is number one. Yes. Uh, For, is that in the league right now or the league all time? Ever, ever. Ever. Uh, so this is according. That surprises me. Yeah, world population review, and I, I sort of. Because uh, I would think Spain would Spain would be kind of dominant too. According according to the site, let's see. Um, do they list Spain? They don't even list Spain. But uh, oh wow, I guess so, it's just me. Yeah, I, I kind of, I mean, you know, guys like the Gasols, uh, Ricky Rubio, uh, technically Serge Ibaka, who has a citizenship, I think, in Spain. Um, so Canada is number one. Uh, you know, cross-reference this a little bit with, with basketball reference. Uh, France, as you mentioned, has 40. 
what's really interesting, um, though, if you consider countries that used to exist, uh, so oh, Yugoslavia, no. <laughs> uh, which broke up, if, if it was one country, uh, 83 players. Uh, what? So obviously that includes like Serbia, Slovenia, uh, Bosnia Herzegovina. Um, so that's a lot of folks, uh, 83. And uh, one that is even, uh, that would also be a, a crazy hypothetical to think about. The former Soviet Union, which would include Latvia. Um, yes. 54 players. 54 players would, uh, NBA players would have been uh, of the of the so former Soviet Union. So, yeah, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. What if uh, that, that talk about a super team? Well, I'm glad that I got Canada. I still yeah. feel like I don't know. I guess Spain just has strong representation from like the Y2K basketball. Yeah, they always do. Um, but a lot of Canadians in the league, and then you even think about like you know, guy like Steve Nash. Uh, you got SGA. Uh, I'm trying to think who else uh, in the league right now. That's, that's Canadian Wiggins. Uh, yeah, you, 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 they they're out there, you know. Uh, and it makes sense, right? You know, they they have had two NBA franchises uh, in the past. They're, they're right right there next to right across the border. It makes sense. Um, our final take flight, unless you had anything you wanted to chime in about world basketball turf. No, no. Interesting. No, conversation, USSR, USSR yeah. Soviet takes. I'm still studying <laughs> my maps. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I went to public school and in seventh grade, like world studies or whatever it was, our school was so, uh, in a bad place that our textbooks still had like the Soviet Union map ah, yes. in our world studies. Book. The but wonders like, of American public not, education. I am not that old. Like it was yeah. at the time I was like, it was like, yeah, we could never remember the USSR's existence, but this is in our textbook. So yeah, your textbook was still telling you about the, the red scare, the, 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 <laughs> the dangers of international communism. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. Our final take here. Um, Embiid, obviously, with the 70 points this week. Cat with the, what was it, 62? Do I have 62 that right? 62 and a loss. 62 and a loss. And so, Esteban, you had one other great feat this week. That, and I say feat with a devil entendre pun there that you wanted to include in this trifecta of incredible moments of NBA this week. Uh, yeah, Jalen Brown snatching the soul out of Luka Doncic on the crossover and then having it replayed in the arena. My little sister yeah. was at that game. Oh, nice. She, yeah. And she was like, yeah, that definitely happens where they replayed it in the American Airlines Center in Dallas. And yeah, Tim Hardaway going and like yelling at the video board operators. Incredible stuff. Yeah. What a, what so wait, what a, why are they, do they hate Luka? Like what's going on? Are they, are they trolling him? I, I I just stadium? I just think they weren't thinking. They were just like, okay. oh wow, that's a cool play. And they're like, it's oh, wait right. a second, that's the wrong, wrong jersey. Um, yeah, what an incredible NBA week. What I this is the the you remember that old campaign that used to have where NBA where amazing happens? This is this yeah. is that where it's just like <laughs> you'll get a random week in January where just you'll have these like at least Two or three incredible performances happening all at the same time. What what was sort of y'all's favorite uh, favorite moments uh, from from this week? 
no question for me, it's 70 from Embiid. Like, yeah. it's just so cool. It's only the third time it's happened. Um, I, I feel like it is a little, like, it, it was, it, the, the coolest part to me was watching Kevin Durant's reaction to it. 70? Did you guys see the post-game press conference yeah. when somebody, a reporter asked him about, hey, did you did you hear about Embiid 70? And he's like, what? 70? Yeah. It's also amazing because Embiid's had huge games before, obviously, you know, MVP. But he, his last uh, highest scoring game was 59, which is really big. But like 70 is a huge jump from that. And I'm sorry it had to come at your expense, Esteban. Oh, it's okay. It was, it <laughs> but was. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, I, I love Carl Anthony Towns, but doing that in a loss does have a streak of, yuckiness and so you know it's a better feat from Embiid it came in a win um he's having an amazing season so far hopefully he stays healthy and yeah also whatever it takes to do that like don't go for the MVP again just (laughs) look for the postseason or maybe do if you're a Celtics fan that's what you want but it it was really cool yeah cat the funny thing about cats I was uh I was at the gym the next morning and, and there was two guys talking about it and they're like, cat scored 62 and, and, and beat. And I, they didn't realize that the wolves lost. And so I, I was like, I leaned over. I was like, they, yeah, they, they lost it. So the Hornets, you, they you lost. just butted in. Yeah. I was like, yeah, just, just to let y'all know. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, Terp, what, 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 what do you think? What was your favorites of, uh, of this week's performances? I thought the Embiid was the most fun, but I just thought it was super interesting that cat only played three minutes and 40 seconds in the fourth quarter of a close game in which he dropped 62 points. Like he just didn't play in the Mm. fourth quarter. It just made no sense to me, but I thought the Embiid was really interesting, especially because listening to uh, Greg Popovich pregame and he's like, uh, it was, they were hyping up the matchup with him and Wemby. And he's like, we're going to have an answer for him. And then he dropped 70. So I thought that was funny (laughs) too. So yeah, uh, but it was good. We could be like, go right ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There was was no answer when, when somebody's, it's like, it puts everything like when you sit and think of just like the perspective of that 100 point game that Wilt Chamberlain had that sort of mystical game like you drop 70 now go get 30 more you know yeah. that's that's crazy that's crazy i also loved how um yeah the wolves coach was like subtweeting and beat a cat after the game like you you just score a, a career high and then you lose and then your coach is is you kind of throwing you under the bus to to the reporters. That's uh, definitely I, you know, that. That's a weird look. That's a weird look. Yeah, that'd be another situation I'd keep my eye on because uh, the Timberwolves are, I I think like maybe the second best team in the league behind the Celtics. You 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 could argue two, three, or four there. Yeah. Uh, but they're certainly in contention and certainly a weird look. Yeah. You know very strange overall um all right well guys unless there's anything else that you want to jump on here i know i know we got jason tatum he's an all-star again he's like tweeting up posting up a storm about what an honor it is i don't think that was a shocker to anybody (laughs) no 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 no. uh no i i the last question i have is it true that missoula calls uh jalen brown and porzingis cookies and cream is is that is that a real thing I can't imagine it is. It's so Apparently weird. He made I never. Up the nickname. Yeah. Oh, cookies. Doesn't and mean cream. he calls them necessarily. 
I mean, imagine he's like drawing up a play and we'll be like, well, this one's cookies and cream. It's like a high pick and roll. <laughs> it's I, just, I, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's kind of a strange one from Missoula, but if, if they like it, that's all that matters. Or My if favorite. they hate it, like if you hate a nickname, then it sticks with you for life. Yeah. Yeah. I favorite. <laughs> all right. Well, that was slammed. Uh, of course, Whatever you guys are listening to us on, you can you can continue to get us here. But if you're with us on YouTube or anywhere else, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on here every week discussing the Celtics and the rest of the NBA at large. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, and uh, we'll check in next week. Celtics have the Clippers at home on Saturday. We'll see how Porzingis' swankle is. <laughs>